I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. We're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass, busted draft pick, and game-changing play. Or play call. Intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Sorry, Marshawn, still too soon. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow and listen to Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. I mean, the possibilities are limitless, Kevin. What if Portland drafted Michael Jordan? What if the NBA never vetoed the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers? That's a butterfly effect for real. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Radio.com Sports presents Big Time Baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former major leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. It is my pleasure now to bring in the esteemed baseball writer, the lead baseball writer for USA Today and also from Radio.com, my friend Bob Nightingale. Welcome, Bob. Yeah, thanks, John. My pleasure. All right. Let's get started right away. Uh, You were the one who uh, broke the news that Tony La Russa is a candidate. Once again, 34 years after he was fired by Jerry Reinsdorf in what he called his greatest regret, uh, he's back as a candidate. Uh, with the White Sox. I mean, the fact that it's now out there, and I congratulate you for that. Uh, I, I kind of think that uh, Jerry's probably willing to do it. Uh, it might be up to Tony. So uh, you know both of these gentlemen well. Uh, what, do, what do you think? I know Tony's had pre- other chances uh, previously and hasn't taken them. So uh, do you think he's really going to come back and manage the White Sox now? I think he's very intrigued by it, John. I know when the news broke, people thought he'd get up or something. Like, come on, it's ridiculous. And uh, you know, people bring up his age. Yeah, he's seventy-six, but the next president of the country is seventy-seven, going on seventy-eight. Tony's just running a ball club. He's not running the United States of America. Uh, yeah, that's another issue. I, I'm going to stay clear, clear of yeah. that one. But go ahead. Bob. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, no, he's a uh, very, uh, very intrigued. I mean, let's put it this way, John. I think you'd be the number one storyline in the country, uh, <laughs> in, you know, next year in baseball, uh, just to have a come full circle. And I think it'd be a great Hollywood, you know, Hollywood story, a Hollywood ending to see Jerry and Tony riding on the sunset. Uh, they're very close. I remember in 2011 being in the field, John, when the Cardinals won uh, Game Seven. Nobody in the world knew that Tony was going to uh, retire as manager after that game. But on that field that night was uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. You know, you're thinking to yourself, why in the world is Jerry Reinsdorf doing at Bush Stadium? Well, it's because he's friends with Tony. And I, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a dream for both of them. And now, now we'll see if Tony wants to sign off on it. Yeah, it's a dream, but that's not an easy job uh, for anybody at at any age. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he decides to do. Another candidate there has uh, been AJ Hinch, uh, and I do believe that they are looking for experience. And uh, A.J. Hinch would bring that, and certainly with a winning team. 
Uh, Where do you think uh, Hinch and Cora stand right now? Teams cannot talk to them until after the World Series. I think that's part of the reason we're not really hearing about interviews yet uh, is that, uh, you know, I think these guys are uh, highly sought after. I think that uh, teams figure that they've served their uh, punishment and, uh, you know, people deserve second chances. Um, What do you think? I kind of think Cora is probably getting that job in Boston. But uh, where do you think these two guys stand? Yeah, I, I think Core is going back to Boston. I really do. And maybe that's why I hear that the White Sox have no interest in Cora. I don't know what that reason is, but maybe it's because they think they're wasting their time. I do believe that if, if LaRusse doesn't go to the uh, White Sox, A.J. Hinch is. Uh, A.J. Hinch and Kenny Williams are present. Both went to Stanford, obviously, you know, different times. Uh, you know, GM Rick Hahn. You know, used to be uh, his agent when he was uh, an agent with the Jeff Morag group. So a lot of connections there. You know, the only, you know, big blemish, obviously, is a cheating scandal. You know, do they want it where it comes up in every city they go? Uh, when A.J. Hinch goes to the mound, crowd is booing. You know, it's almost like, you know, Dusty Baker when, you know, people are all over, you know, the Astros. And Dusty Baker says, hey, I wasn't there in 17. But, you know, part of the same thing where, you know, maybe the uh, – a situation where people are booing the White Sox and say, hey, we weren't we were in Houston. No, but your manager was. And I do believe there's still a, a concern. Hey, there's books being written. There's documentaries being written. Uh, Jeff Luno is, is uh, starting to do interviews. What if more stuff comes out on A.J. Hinch? You know, it could be embarrassing. I mean, the Mets ran to that problem when they hired uh, Carlos Beltran and had to fire him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. It's been a year, and you're right. There are books coming out. It seemed like Hinch was kind of against the idea of the cheating, to, although obviously not enough. Uh, he was in charge. He got his penalty. He agreed to it, and obviously, and said that didn't complain, and uh, you know, uh, served his penance. But uh, yeah, I kind of think that both guys will be back with a job, if not this year, then then by next year. Because uh, of the second chances. What, what about Luna, though? It's a little different situation. You mentioned uh, that he's, he, he may be starting interviews. Uh, there was a rumor that the Angels could be very interested or that he was interested, but I, I, you know, I have not heard that. I, my, my, what I'm hearing is a bunch of other names with the Angels. Uh, you know, we, we were going to have you on last week, and you mentioned you weren't so sure it was going to be Dombrowski, which was the initial thought. And I, I think you might be right because Dabrowski seems focused on Nashville right now. We'll see. Um, you think Luno, could he be a candidate there or elsewhere? And what do you think the Angels are going to do? Yeah, I'm not sure where the Angels are going with this. They're wide open. I know they're talking about, you know, not even worrying about having a GM until uh, Thanksgiving time. You know, I, I would think a, a bunch of guys would have uh, chances there, you know, whether it's a Billy Owens from Oakland, a, a Jason McLeod, you know, from the from the Cubs organization, uh, you know, the, the, the guys in Arizona, uh, Jared Porter, very sharp. So go a bunch of different directions. Dejon Watson obviously has, has done everything. And, uh, yeah, when I was talking about different interviews, more uh, John Luna, I was talking really more toward the media. I think he's going to start doing some let's uh, wow. uh, here. You know, maybe to help clear his name or to say, you know what, hey, we were cheating, but so were about four or five other teams that didn't have a whistleblower. Yeah, fires. You know, nobody would have said a word in Houston. So uh, I think more that way to trying to get his way back. Uh, I still do not believe at all that Dabrowski is going to Angels. I, I, I'm hearing absolutely not. 
So I think he's either staying in Nashville where he's living mm-hmm. or Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, that's the, uh, you know, they're poised to win right now, right, you know, right up his alley. So I would think he either stays in Nashville or, or goes to Philly. Oh, that's an interesting name there. I, I heard uh, in a, it's been written, uh, J.J. Piccolo, and I think some people in Philly would like that. Uh, Dan Duquette has a connection there. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, we haven't heard this much yet, but Ned Coletti has a connection to Joe Girardi, a very strong one with the Cubs and even after that. Um, do you have any other feel on Philly? I mean, we've got a lot of teams out there. Philly, what would your predictions be for Philly? Cincinnati we got. We got uh, – Miami, uh, uh, that Miami to me is a mystery. I, I mean, I'm seeing names, but I, I don't really believe the names that I'm seeing. Uh, and uh, and the Mets, what are they going to do? So we have four potentials there. I think Cincinnati may just stand pat and let Nick Kroll do do the whole job, but we'll we'll see about that one. Do you have any other good rumors on any of those four teams? Yeah, yeah I think absolutely that Nick Kroll just stand there, John. I don't think they hire anybody in Cincinnati, you know, which would kind of uh, – wipe out Michael Hill from going there. Obviously, he's from Cincinnati and everything else. Mm-hmm. In uh, Miami, it's just, you know, you just get someone in the front office type thing. I don't I don't think it's going to be a head of baseball operations or someone in Hill's capacity. Uh, the mess is an intriguing one. You know, that's why uh, you, do, you do hear Billy Owen's name with the Mets just because he and Sandy Ellerson are very close, obviously working together all the years in Oakland. Uh, yeah, he would make a lot of sense. The one name you start hearing, and I don't think they can do it now, they'd have to wait a year, is Theo Epstein. Theo's going to leave the Cubs in a year. Uh, you know, he's so competitive. If the Mets can say, Santa, you just run this year, or even keep Brody there for a year, whatever you want to do, wait a year to see if Theo wants to take it. I think that'd be another huge thing in the resume, uh, you know, to bring that franchise back uh, and become a World Series champion. Yeah, you never say never. I kind of think Theo's going to go the Billy Bean route and sooner and look at an ownership uh, level, probably. That'd be my guess with Theo. But again, I'm guessing he hasn't confided in me. Uh, you know, with Alderson there, I don't think we're going to see a, a huge name like Theo uh, with him. But uh, Alderson, you know, I think he's coming in to help Steve Cohen out. I don't think he's staying forever. So perhaps in a couple of years, you know, I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, interesting one. Let's go. On, let's talk about the players some now. Uh, you know, I talked about on our uh, earlier segment with Tony uh, Bauer, Trevor Bauer, and the one-year concept. I reached out to the agent uh, Rachel Luba and friend of his, and uh, asked her about that one-year concept. And you know, she basically said they're open to it and they're open to other things as well. And then she tweeted it. She went to social media. They both like social media. Uh, nothing. Nothing wrong with that. I do too. Uh, I mean, come on, is, is he really good? I mean, I know he's different. You do you really buy that one year thing. I mean, off of he's likely to win the Cy Young. I'm not going to guarantee he's winning the Cy Young, but he's certainly going to be in the top two or three. Uh, that would be weird. Yeah, yeah. He started to back off that a little bit in spring training. Uh, you know, spring training, he was saying, hey, you know, maybe having a one year, $45 million contract, you know, no one's going to pay $45 million now. I don't know. Nope. The uh, baseball being shut down and no fans, that went, that wasn't going to happen. So I think it'd certainly entertain uh, you know, multi-year contract. To me, John, the, the team that makes the most sense is the Los Angeles Angels. They need pitching. Obviously, he went to UCLA and everything else. Uh, I, I think the Angels are a perfect fit. I know the Reds talk about having him back. Uh, I think he wants a bigger 
platform. Uh, so the Angels would fit that. I mean, any team could use them. Uh, you know, I, I think the Angels would make the most sense for, for a guy like him. Yeah, the Reds, uh, to me, uh, from what I can gather, they don't seem overly optimistic. As you know, he's a free agent, so a free agent star who was acquired, not homegrown. Uh, they are not a big market team. Uh, they certainly forget the $45 million. They couldn't pay him 35 or $30 million for a one-year deal. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I think that's a, a good call there. What, what, what do you think will the other ones? There's a, a small group of uh, top-tier guys who I think are going to get the qualifying offer. Uh, and plus, of course, uh, Marcelo Zuna, who's ineligible to get it this year after getting it last year. Uh, you have any feel for, uh, first of all, I, I've got Bau- getting the qualifying offer, Bauer, LeMahieu, Springer, Real Mudo, and I, I think Simeon probably will, but I wouldn't guarantee it with Oakland. Uh, but those, those would be my five. Ozuna can't because he, he got it. You think that's the right five? You think anybody else is getting that qualifying offer? I, You know, if, if Liam Hendricks was with a different team and maybe it was a different environment, I mean, he's one of the best two or three relievers in baseball. Uh, will Smith got it last year and turned it into a three-year deal. I could see him getting, but not not with Oakland. So I, I don't know where, where do you where do you see that going? And uh, any any good predictions for Real Mudo or Lemayu Springer Ozuna? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right in those uh, names. I don't I don't see Hendricks either. That's a lot of money for a uh, a closer. Um, like you said with Oakland, I don't think you know people. That's all people speculate. Marcus Simeon. Uh, I'm sorry, Marcus Simeon. I do believe he gets that. He's yeah. Still getting- contract somewhere else uh someone mentioned marcus stroman i don't see that at all with the no Mets. no 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 he's not the mets mets and stroman had a had a very brief and uh not very fruitful uh court uh uh marriage so they're not, they're not taking that chance no so i don't think oakland's gonna keep Simeon. i mean he's gonna be great for somebody i i just don't uh i don't think oakland ever even engaged in uh negotiations with him which is a shame that's interesting because he he went to berkeley he's from the area and uh really they they did help him develop into a a, a good shortstop and uh he obviously has got talent and can hit i mean he's one of those many guys though in a, who did not have the year that you'd expect but of course the whole year was not a year that we'd expect uh you know i got a list of about 30 guys who hit below 230 who are excellent players. So I don't know, does somebody read into the year that Simeon have and say, you know what, this guy had a fluke year in 2019? Or do they say, you know, he was on the way up in 2019. We can't count the COVID year. He's going to, he's going to hit it big. What what do you, what do you think about Simeon? Springer, obviously, I think uh, he's going to do well. And Real Mudo, obviously, LeMahieu Bauer. I don't know, Simeon, he's not, he, he, that the year that he had, I think hurts him. Uh, yeah, I think it hurts the overall value. I just don't think Oakland wants to pay that money. I think they'd like to keep him, and he'd like to stay in Oakland. You know, hey, with the uh, uh, Angels have a hole at shortstop now, you know, with uh, Simmons leaving. Right. So I, I think it makes sense, perfect sense for him to go to Anaheim uh, and be the be the shortstop there. Maybe uh, you should be GM. You already got some good moves for Anaheim. <laughs> uh, Springer, I don't think he's going back to Houston. I think he's still upset. Over the way, uh, yeah, they delayed calling him up, cost him a year of service time. I think he's kept that, you know, as a grudge. Uh, if I'm the Boston Red Sox, I jump all over him. I mean, they're taking so much grief now over uh, trading away Mookie Betts, even more so than now, as, as Mookie's showing how great he is on the on the national stage. 
uh, I think Springer's a perfect fit in Boston. Yeah, I like that. I like that. He's a UConn guy. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to, we think, go elsewhere as a free agent. Uh, he's not going to get a qualifying offer. That's the kind of year it is. A guy like Jackie Bradley Jr. There's really even no consideration to give him a qualifying offer. I mean, it's going to be a tough year out there, I, I think, for, for a lot of guys. Uh, LeMayhew, he's got to go back. LeMayhew's got to go back to the Yankees, right? Ozuna, the Braves make sense. And, and, and Yachty, I think the Cardinals... They don't want to let their icon go. I don't know. What do you th- any chance? Uh, I, I could see Ozuna possibly leaving, but uh, Yadi could he leave uh, St. Louis? No. Yeah, I think what the Yadi thing is going to be like, John, is when uh, Jeter was a free agent at the end with the Yankees. And remember, uh, Brian Cashman said, "Hey, we want you back, but if you deserve more money, go ahead and look around." Uh, and I think the Cardinals will say the same thing: "Go ahead and look, Yadi. If, if someone's going to pay you the kind of money, we will." And I don't think. They will. I mean, Yachty means a whole lot more to the Cardinals than does any other franchise. So, I mean, this guy, to me, is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think they're going to build a statue of Yachty outside. Uh, just means everything in the world. So, I don't I don't think you can get nearly the same kind of love anywhere else but, but, but St. Louis. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that they'd like to have him back, and it doesn't make sense for him to go elsewhere. But you're right. He could look around. We, we should get to the games here, the, this, the upcoming World Series. Uh, what did you think? Uh, the favorites ended up winning. The two teams with the best records are in, even though we all had a bunch of uh, complaints and consternation about the fact 16 teams were in the playoffs. Still came out with the two teams coming in. You know, I, I wrote uh, that it was a good thing that uh, the Rays fended off Houston, and it's better for baseball. The Astros can be back in the World Series next year, but this was not the year. And, of course, a lot of people in Houston didn't like it, and then other people said that uh, it was a better storyline if the Astros ended up playing the Dodgers. I don't know. Uh, maybe it would have been better for ratings with the Astros. And what, what, what do you think uh, – with the Astros, with a losing record, with the scandal, would that have been okay for baseball? With a good storyline, but the scandal is on everybody's mind. Yeah, I mean, these were the two best teams in baseball summer, so yeah, it's perfect that they're here. Uh, yeah, I mean, the best storyline of all was certainly, you know, you know, it would have been Houston Yankees and the ALCS, and then Houston Dodgers with all the trash talking back and forth. Uh, I mean, Houston would have fired right back in the Dodgers saying, yeah, we had a whistleblower. You didn't, but you're doing the same thing we were. So don't try to say you're above what we did. Uh, I think it would have been epic. Uh, <laughs> just with the drama behind the scenes, uh, just as far as pure baseball, these are the two best teams. And the Rays are a fabulous team. Nobody knows them uh, play. You know, they have like they have like nine Mookie bets the way they play defense. It's, it's incredible what they do. So it should be a, a fun storyline. I think, you know, I mean, baseball will never say this and Fox TV will never say it, but I think they were dreading a possibility of a Rays, Atlanta Rays World Series. Oh, and absolutely. That, no, they didn't want to do that, of course. That would be the chance to we were <laughs> the lowest rated TV series of all time for a World Series. But this will be fun. You know, I, th- I think it will be a long World Series, too. I think it will go at least six games. Yeah, we, we nobody better uh, underestimate the Rays with that defense, the, the bullpen. They're set up nicely. I mean, I'm still picking the Dodgers. I picked them at the beginning of the year. I mean, your picks are usually good, right, Bob? Didn't you get the World Series exactly right in 2019? And this year, who did you have? You had the Dodgers too, didn't you? 
Yeah, I had the Dodgers over Oakland. And I think Oakland might have done it if they had Matt Chapman. Uh, yeah, that was my original pick. Yeah, that was a killer for them. That hurt, that hurt them bad. Yeah, yeah. But the Dodgers, it's a, yeah, just so much talent. I mean, you saw that talent, you know, bear out over the uh, Atlanta Braves. Just the uh, – Barely got through it. Uh, I, I liked Roberts, what he did with Arias there. And uh, I was questioning why they didn't start Arias, but maybe this was their plan to give him more innings. I don't know. But uh, did you feel that was a, a non-analytical? We have two analytical teams in there now with the Dodgers and the Rays. Um, so it can work in the, even in the postseason. But- yeah, very analytic. I think, I think a lot of baseball purists – we're rooting against that raise in game seven after Charlie Moore was so early. It's like, come on now, you can't do it by the textbook and, you know, your spread, you know, your forms, everything else. Uh, but but Houston is analytics, right? I mean, isn't Houston analytics too with Luno? I, I don't know. We, we, I mean, he built a lot of that team. Uh, yeah, it was, but not, not the way uh, Dusty Baker managed. True, I mean, true. when he left a uh, Zach Greinke in, I mean, you, you would have every single analog person in the world torching him if that didn't work out. That was that was beautiful. You and I both know Dusty for a long time, you even longer, and uh, that was beautiful to see. I think a lot of people gain new appreciation uh, for Dusty Baker, who really is a, a fabulous manager and, and never should have been let go from Washington or Cincinnati, for that matter. That's my two cents on that one. Uh, what, before I let you go, Bob, what's your, uh, what's your prediction for this series? I'm going to go Dodgers in six, John. Uh, I just think they're, you know, the way they're hitting, uh, the emotions. I mean, you saw the way they reacted after game seven. I've never seen Dave Roberts act like that. I've known Dave a long time, but just the, uh, I think getting through this and now they're going to kind of relax. Uh, hey, their bullpen is beat up. We'll, see, we'll still going to see what happens toward the end of the games. I, I don't believe that Kenley Jansen will be closing, you know, every time there's an opportunity. Uh, you know, I the Rays, I think the uh, you know, now it's a chance for the Rays to show what they're made of, and uh, this this team's legit. They didn't, there was no fluke anything about this team. I mean, these arms they bring in the bullpen and that defense uh, is unbelievable. You know what, what what they do from all these positions uh, is incredible. So I, I think it'll be I think it'll be a fun series. I think it'll be uh, uh, the Dodgers are going to have home field advantage. You know, that last night was the first game I saw with fans in the stands. Uh, in game seven, and those Dodger fans were very, very loud. I think they're going to pack. You know, you don't get allowed by 11,000 fans, but I would be surprised about 10,000 are Dodger fans. Yeah, yeah, that was it was good to see. It's nice to see fans uh, for a change. But I, you know what, I, I got used to the cutouts and uh, the fake noise and all that. I, I, I like the game, so I can – I can I live without the fans, but it's it's obviously much much better with the fans. I, you know, I'm with you, uh, Bob. I think you're exactly right. The defense and the stable full of the 98 mile hour throwers, as Ken, Kevin Cash said, uh, makes the Rays no fluke. But uh, I have Dodgers in six as well. So I I think you're right once again, Bob. You've been right a lot lately, and I appreciate that. So uh, it's been great having you on, uh, Bob Nightingale, uh, esteemed and senior writer at uh, USA Today and also with radio.com. Thanks a lot, Bob. All right, my pleasure. Thank you, John. All right, see you, Bob. All right, take care, John. All right, luck. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. 
that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.